Tonight's episode of Office Hours is brought to you by Fangoria.com. Your homepage for horror is here. Fangoria.com is now live and brimming with the digital horror content you crave. Fangoria.com is your first destination for all the horror news of the day, featuring a constant curation of the Fangoria team's favorite links from all across the internet. They take their time to aggregate the most important news in horror in one space to save you time and sanity. You'll also find long-form pieces, deep dives, and daily thoughts from the biggest names in horror, as well as exclusive access to the Fangoria Vault. Right now, current subscribers to the magazine are automatically members of Fangoria.com, and as promised, the content of the new issues will forever be in print only. If you're not already a subscriber, check out the new Fangoria.com for yourself and see the horror right before your eyes. Use the promo code NIGHTMARE for 15% off right now. Again, that promo code is NIGHTMARE at Fangoria.com. Good evening and welcome to Office Hours. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca McKendry. Before I began working at Fangoria, I knew very little about taking a magazine from written text to someone's mailbox. I knew roughly how to write an article, although that needed vast amounts of improvement when I first started, and I knew that the graphic designer did the page layouts. But then I could only assume that some magical wizard would wave a wand and the magazine would somehow make its way to your doorstep. As I slowly moved up in the company, it became totally clear that though I began to understand the basic concepts of magazine production, I knew absolutely nothing about printing, print orders, distribution, postal codes, or newsstand practices. Well, around issue 291, our owner at the time, Tom DeFeo, decided that it was time I learned. Prior to this, our editor or publisher had always managed the complicated print order. But Tom wanted to add this to my increasing plate, and so for issue 291, I did my first print order. This was the issue that had the remake of Romero's Crazy on the cover. And I sat down with D. Irwin, who was our subscriptions manager at the time, and together we decided to crack this print order code. So what's the big deal? We tell the printer how many to send in comic book stores, how many issues to send to subscribers, and how many issues to send to newsstands. We add those three numbers together, wave that magic wand, and we're out. Nope, not at all. I soon discovered two very important facts about print orders. The first was that they are complicated as fuck. Every newsstand, every freaking one ordered a different number of copies, and it changed every month based on what was on the cover. Plus, there were international distributors, all of whom had different shipping requirements. There were airports and specific distro houses that only outfitted dentist's office or doctor's office or libraries. There were specific distributors that only handled sending copies to prisoners in jail, but they would only take those copies based on how clean the content was inside. Some of the mom-and-pop comic book stores had painstakingly specific instructions on how they would buy 50 copies if Freddy was on the cover, 20 if it was a vampire, but none if it was CG garbage. And there was also a continuously changing subscriber base as new subscribers joined. Plus, people were constantly moving and were in continuous battles to update addresses. Holy fucking shit. Plus, we had to specify what type of plastic mailer each magazine was meant to be shipped in. In some cases, it was clear, but some new stands in bookstores required black plastic bags. 
bags so as not to upset their tender shoppers with our controversial content. The second thing that I learned through all of this was that I seriously hated doing print orders. And I consider myself to be a very right-brained person. I love budgets. I loved doing line production for all of our various Fango projects over the years. I relished in the joy of hard numbers and figures. Deciding what to put on the cover of each issue was a challenge, but determining the budget, that was the easy part for me. Working with the editor to decide what to put on the cover each month, that was a challenge. But determining the budget of the issue, that was the easy part. But I fucking hated doing the print orders. It was all the moving parts and the constantly changing figures, and I just wanted to pause the world long enough so that I could just hit send and get it off to the printer. Dee and I spent days working late into the evenings to figure out how to get the print order done. And finally, in the 11th hour, the night before the printer's deadline, we hit send, and then we waited. We felt good about parts of it. There were parts that we knew we had done right, but we figured that we had must have made some mistakes somewhere in there. And so we waited. We waited anxiously for a phone call from some random newsstand in Minnesota complaining about how they never got their issues. We waited to discover that somehow we had overlooked the entire state of Colorado or that no dentist's or doctor's office had ever received any issues. But that didn't happen. Everything seemed to be okay. Subscribers were receiving their copies, and the magazine had successfully hit newsstands. And we nervously relaxed into a victorious feeling that, yes, we had done this print order correctly. It was customary for us to always order office copies. Usually 150 to 200 copies were delivered to the Fango office. And this was for our own storage and also so that we could send copies out to contributors and advertisers. And several days after issue 291 had hit newsstands, a delivery man came to the door of the office and said he had our monthly magazines. He asked where to put them. Usually it's just two boxes of 100 each. I said he could leave them by the door and I'd bring them in after lunch. Then he said, but they will block the hallway. Excuse me? I then looked outside to see a truck full of boxes. I was flummoxed. Turns out, though Dee and I had the rest of the print order absolutely perfect, under our own office copies, instead of 200, we had put 2,000. And the guys started bringing in box after box, stacking them in the middle of the Fangoria lobby. My heart sank. I was certain that this was going to cost me my job. I had been with the company for eight years at this point and immediately saw myself being taken down by a freaking extra zero. I ran in to tell Tom what was going on. He looked shocked, and then he chuckled, and then he chuckled some more. And then he said that now we would have some extra issues to hand out events and put in our VIP gift bags at our conventions. It was okay. But then there were all the boxes, which were now stacked four feet high in the middle of our lobby. Where the hell was I going to put all these? Tom joked for months that we were going to have to build intern desks out of 291 boxes. So we gave them out at events and parties. We put them in our VIP bags at every convention that we did. I sent them out as subscription bonuses. I gave them out for free with any purchase at our booth at San Diego Comic-Con. 291 was definitely getting around. And eventually, we thought we had given them all out, and we celebrated that the 291 issue snafu was finally resolved. Dee and I went on to do many more print orders, and eventually, over time, it became less and less horrible. Eventually, we even got it down to a science, and we could do the entire thing in just a few hours, but I will never forget that first time and the 2,000 copies of the Crazies Fangoria edition. 
Last year when Cinestate purchased Fangoria and I joined the team in Texas to go through all the old Fangoria boxes, someone asked me about all the old back issues and why they found an entire still sealed box of issue 291. I smiled and thought, ah, we missed one. Thanks so much for listening and have a great night. Nightmare University is a Fangoria Podcast Network original produced and hosted by Rebecca McKendry, producer Natasha Pacetta, executive producers Dallas Saunier and Phil Nobile Jr., associate producer Jessica Safa-Vemer, art and design by Ashley Detmering, sound recording design and mixing by David McKendry, music by The Serpentines, for Fangoria, Brandon Moynerdy, Jason Kozlerich, and Rachel Wilson.